We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. 85, is it a balloon? I think it's aliens. Really? I don't know. You think so? Here's the thing. There's a few different descriptions of things that have gotten shot down. You know that, like, all weekend long, shit was dropping out of the sky. That's what I heard, yeah. So, in Alaska, I think uh, American F-22s shot down a vehicle-sized thing with no propulsion that was hovering. 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 That was that. That was the that. Canadian. Yeah, that was yeah. coming out. Uh, and then they, they shot it down, and then I guess the Canadian forces were going to go and, and get it. That's what Trudeau said, but he's a little cuck, so who knows. Uh, and then there was that one that was shot down over South Carolina, uh, coincidentally enough, just, just outside of where anybody could retrieve it into the water. That was convenient, even yeah. though it flew across the whole country. Yeah. And then there was some, uh, Alaska, I think the Mexican president said that there was something down in Mexico, and I think there was, like, they were tracking two more from out of Portland that were coming somewhere. Out of Portland, like, here in the state? The, the fighter jets flew out of Portland. Really? Yeah. Wow. They've got an Air Force base up there. I didn't know that. Or some sort of a base. Wow. Or near there. Dang. Probably not, like, downtown Portland. Homeless people just snuck in. Yeah. <laughs> they would yeah. Uh, have to have some sort of a perimeter. Yeah, there's... They, Who knows, they, dude? A port, uh, they I, probably fly out of the airport. A homeless person stole enough helium balloons that they floated over. They just jumped once and got enough lift to <laughs> land in the base, and then they were like, fuck it, they left the keys in it. <laughs> Send it. <laughs> <laughs> it's shitty, though. Like, it has a bad starter. <laughs> like, okay, fuck it. The first one might have been, like, a weather balloon. Or something. Yeah. And then after that, uh, who knows, man. After that, could be anything. Well, that makes sense, though, because I, I'm very interested about the weather in China. What's it doing over here, dude? Yeah, that's... Maybe... Who knows what it is? Who knows? I don't believe... I I immediately look to the other direction of whatever the mainstream media is telling yeah. me. Yeah. So you the main, to. Yeah. So the mainstream media immediately says, China balloon, China balloon. Mm-hmm. I go, okay, something... I'll give you that. Maybe something got sure, shot down. Yeah. Maybe. I didn't see it. And it was but... probably made in China, so they're not lying. Maybe. No matter Maybe. what, dude. Even if even if it's a U.S. balloon, it was likely made in China. Even if aliens brought it down, they get their shit manufactured in China, too, probably. <laughs> uh, they, You know, it's just funny, because when we act like we know everything that happened, too, it's like in 9-11, when they found that guy's passport. On the ground. Like, yeah. fuck, come on. Yeah, that's so Buildings wild. are dropping like yeah. crazy, and then this this, this little fluttering passport. Yeah, like there's a cop sitting there who's like, no, if I ever find out who did that. And then it like lands in his pocket. <laughs> He's like, this yeah. guy. Yeah. He was walking through blood and bone. I call BS on the passport thing. I yeah. also call BS on us instantly knowing Chinese balloon. Because it seems like... There's been a lot of talk about appointing fingers lately, mm-hmm. and we can go back into how terrible our own government is doing, and then go throughout history and see how maybe in times where our country was slipping a little bit, what do we do? We just find a new war to go into. 
Trump was the only president that didn't bring us into a new war, by the way, which is interesting. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that. Yeah. But, yeah, it looks like Biden's obviously got us balls deep into the Russia thing and Ukraine. Yeah. Since trillions of our tax dollars have gone to, to Ukraine. Um, we're not seeing any of that. You know, that's not helping our roads and bridges. Yeah. Or, My tax returns sucked this year. I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know whose tax return didn't suck? Our boy, Dimitri. I love him. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Shout out to Dimitri. He's Ukrainian. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got good people over there. I'm not against... It's just like anywhere where there's there's war. I mean, politics, it's not fair to, like, the casual people, like you and I. Yeah. But uh, it does suck that our tax dollars are being used to promote something that I don't really think is making our country any better. Yeah. I don't... I, don't, I mean, I'm guessing Ukraine's probably not going to pay it back. So my children and, you know, my daughter, who's going to have to still be paying back this debt, you know, her generation, the next generation, they're, they're in trouble, man. They're yeah. in trouble because of the willy nilly crazy politics of, uh, grandpa Joe. Yeah. It's a bummer. It is. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know what to think about. It is very interesting that all of this push towards war and then now, Oh my gosh, we're under attack. Our airspace is not secure because there's shit just, appearing yeah i don't know man it's, it's a weird timing too that like if you think about it uh that it happened when the super bowl happened it's also weird because like for example i went to the store last night and it was like dead it's never dead on a on a sunday night at the store yeah it was there was like 20 cars in the fred meyer parking lot because everybody was stuck at home watching tv yeah i mean how many more balloons or whatever the hell descended from space or did whatever while everybody's glued While to the everybody's TV. just like, hey, hey, Rihanna's singing. Yeah, is that who yeah. sang? Yeah, and it's another thing. It's the same. Again, I didn't watch the game. I was busy at work, but uh, it's the same thing always. It's like, oh, no, one team's winning. <laughs> hey, the other team came back through adversity and won. Yeah. It's the same thing. There was like a big uh, conspiracy thing going out this year that the Super Bowl script was leaked before the game. Interesting. Did it go like how the script went? No, not not. Well, they had to change it up. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. if it was leaked. If it really was leaked, then they had to be like, okay, well, we can't have that. That's the argument against UFC fights being, uh, right? Because it's entertainment. It's officially entertainment industry. Yeah, I heard tell about, uh, right now, Russia's hot. So you take the most badass Russian guy, and you make him the most badass fighter in the world, right? And he beats the uh, Australian person who Vulcan whatever like but like when's australia even done anything ever they yeah, just, just kind of give up everything yeah they just sit down there like oh yeah we're just hanging out oh uh, we got the great beer yuri take our guns yeah uh, here's our guns <laughs> oh look at that we got kangaroos that's pretty wicky <laughs> you know like that's it that's their pretty entire good. life good one. it's not bad yeah. yeah so but why would why would we want to make russia look good because that's the whole that's the whole thing like democrats were always Russia, Russia, Russia collusion with Trump. Yeah. And they were always trying to burn the bridges. It yeah. seemed like... But it's but it's a hot ticket item. <clears throat> I think it's the same deal as, like, uh, when you watch a dude like uh, Floyd Mayweather when he would fight, everybody wanted to see him lose. Sure. So I think there's part of the UFC being like, oh, we got one. Like, we got the Joker. We got the bad guy, and we're going to build him up mm-hmm. and build him up and build him up. And then out of, you know, out of the fucking 
massive body. NCAA D one yep. wrestler yep, be with a-, a big American tattoo yes. on his on his leg. Right. Destroys the Russian. That's the script. That's cool. That's how it should go. I agree. That would be interesting. You and know? that would make sense to, to kind of play like that, especially uh, integrating that into like greater politics, yeah, because that's a you, the sports industry is a a big big money making entertainment industry, yeah. man. It's huge, yeah. So yeah, I think you're onto something there. Might be. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't make sense why they wouldn't have. From everything I heard and the stats I saw, I didn't see the fight. I mean, I guess I should have. Whatever. But we were watching live fights. Yeah, we were watching, watching other fights. Teammates, which is way cooler. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the fight, but from everything I heard. It looked like Alexander Volkanovsky beat him. Yeah. That's what it sounded like. I'll have to watch the fight and, and make that assessment. It's like the last fight that we watched at the fights, too. That was, uh, right? That last one. Oh, that was one. horrible, man. That that poor guy, he got robbed. Yeah. I mean, two and two versus three and oh, and the <clears> two and two guy won. I mean, but like one handedly, like beat the dude's ass pretty hard. Yeah, dropped like, him a few times. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Like, and took him down. Yeah, yeah. Like one in every, like, like in all the categories that you can win in. One. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a spot that the other dude threatened him. Yeah, that sucks, man. It sucks leaving it up to the judges. Yeah. That's why they tell you not to do it, because you don't know. You can't. Especially at that, like, it, it's, well, I guess not. Not especially at that level, because we're just talking King of about the Cage. The we're talking about King of the Cage. Which is, like, the oldest one. Which is one of the, yeah, most, yeah, oldest, the yeah. beginner. I mean, that's King of the Cages. I knew about that before UFC. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think a King of the Cage came to our town. One time, I remember in our old ice arena back in my goalie days. Like hockey? The hockey That's ice cool. arena, yeah. That In the summertime, it's not used for ice. It's used for, like, events and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah, cool. and I remember there was, uh, yeah, cage fights. I, I, I was barely old enough to probably even go to the fights because I remember, I just remember, like, watching these guys, and I was like, holy shit, like, these guys are beating each other up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that was probably my first glimpse of cage fighting. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't even thought about that since forever. Yeah, that was it. Was different to watch. Like, so we watched the Arena Wars event and then the King of the Cage event, and uh, it was just interesting to see the differences between the two. The different promotions, like yeah. how they, how they, what, what, what are the differences? Well, like Arena Wars is up and coming. You know, so Arena Wars is like it's not, it's not as polished as as uh, King of the Cage is. Although it, you know, has all the. And people like to fight, man. People like watching fights. It has all of the traction, you know, to, to make it there. But it was just, uh, the venue was different. It was smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lighting was different. It was brighter yeah. at Arena Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it sounded different at Arena Wars. Again, because it was a more intimate setting that, uh, like, when you heard the fighters fighting, you really heard their feet banging on the canvas. Like, like takedown sounded huge at Arena Wars. Because you could hear it, like, bang, in the whole room with, like, boom. Cause it was in, like, a gym. Yeah. Where the other one's in, like, a casino hall. It's huge. Yeah. You know, not huge, but it, it was bigger, twice as big, yeah. easily, you know, just, like, like square footage-wise. Um, lower ceiling, though. But maybe the higher ceiling helped with the acoustics of, like, a bang. Maybe. Might have made it. Maybe. What about putting a, putting a, uh, a mic like under the cage. Oh, that'd be wild, right? Yeah. So then, just turn it on, just just a little bit high. You know, that's not a bad idea. I think that that would help, like UFC events or Bellator events. You know, one whatever the big ones, because then you could really hear that slam. Well, WWF back in the day, right? The whole the whole ring was meant to be loud. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh, the, the yeah the oh. slams and huh. stuff in the WWF. Like that whole ring was like hollowed. It was meant to like produce as much sound oh, cool. as you possibly could. Just like a big drum. Yeah, kind wow. of. I think so. Yeah. 
Wow. And Andre the Giant was getting slammed by Hulk Hogan. Can you imagine that? That's wild, dude. Yeah. Hulk Big Hogan, boy. though. Did you hear about Hulk Hogan? Recently? Yeah. No. Remember my beef with that guy? Yeah. That's Well, the Lord got him. Oh, really? Okay. The Lord got him. Okay. Hulk Hogan, <clears throat> I heard something happened to him. And I don't know, uh, <clears throat> because I don't follow wrestling very much. But uh, he can't feel anything from his waist down. Oh, no. Yep. Why? I like I said, I just Like a car accident or something? Or just like it's from... It's some event. Some sort of event. Not a WWE event. He okay. got hit with a ladder and he's like, oh. Yeah. Probably a lifetime of flying yeah. and landing it on can't your be side. Good. And being that huge. Because like the skeletal system isn't that different person to person. Really? Yeah. But when you have, like, imagine the impact of a dude that weighs 300-something pounds. Yeah. Who's six foot seven. Even if he, he lands half on his side, so yeah. it only 150 pounds land on you and smash you Yeah. instead of 300, uh-huh. still sucks. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason why most gymnasts are, like, my size or smaller. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the, the body, it, it takes a different toll. Or, like, figure skating. Nobody is a figure skater that's, like, over six foot. The know. spills on the ice, dude. It's hard ice. Yeah, like that's what's wild too. You look at like skateboarding, but those long legs might give you that that spin for might. the twist. Might versus also, those little little legs just trying to do but it. Those long legs probably, if you had access to ice, would probably be like, man, this kid can fly on the hockey. You know, what's it? Hockey arena? What would be called? Mm-hmm. Rink. Rink. Well, that's right. It ice rink. rink. Yeah, ice rink. Probably right. Ice if arena. You, if you were bigger and you had an affinity for skating. And you lived in that kind of area, they'd probably be like, well, see how hockey's working out for you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember figure skating. I mean, I'm sure they had it growing up. I don't remember ever seeing. I think my sisters had figure skates. Yeah? Yeah, they probably also had hockey skates. That's what's crazy about Tony Hawk, right? What? Tony Hawk 6'3". That's a lot, dude. Yeah? That's a lot of body banging against concrete. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Tony Hawk is like the man. I don't know. I mean, I banged my body against concrete, and that sucked being but a smaller but, guy. But yeah, but you're still like you're built way differently than Tony Hawk. Like Tony Hawk has like when I look at Tony Hawk, I look at like not a lot of muscle mass on that guy. Joints. Yeah, like yeah. like when he hits his knee, all of his ligaments are like, "Ow, my knee!" <laughs> but when we hit our knee, maybe it's a little bit more like there's a density to <laughs> to it, you know? Just particularly yours. Look at those knees. <laughs> Dang, dude, it's wild. Look at that muscle right there, dude. It's yeah. like your hips are crying. They are. No, my hips are strong. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're crying because it looks like a teardrop. Oh, there we go. Yeah. See? Are you just okay? <laughs> <laughs> so we had a crazy weekend besides yeah. the UFOs dropping out of the sky. Yeah. Uh, and going to the cage fights. That was fun. Hung out with the boys. Had that was a, fun. Had a boys kind of team night. Yeah. That was fun. I had a good time. You know, it's a part that I feel like I... Uh, I think I, I play a pivotal role in any group setting with any with comedy any. relief. For because sure. the thing is, is when everybody's sitting down and everybody knows it and everybody's felt it. And you know what I'm going to say probably is like when there's a group of people sitting down at first and you all take your seat and nobody's drinking yet. There's that moment of like, what are we going to talk about? You know, there's like that split second where it's like, uh, like I know everybody in the room and I love everybody in the room, but it can feel a little awkward, can't okay, it? Sure. So I feel like that's that's the role that I'm good at because I can immediately icebreaker. Yeah, but you're good at that too because we at the like whenever we are, I mean, two drink Gabe is a wild card, <laughs> but uh, 
That was so funny when we were when we were bouncing off each other, telling a story. Yeah, that was great, dude. I've never saw Seamus laugh so hard ever. Really? He was like, did you see him when uh, he was laughing? He was laughing so hard, like bellowing laughter, <laughs> and he just kept going. That's so funny. That's so funny. It's like he couldn't handle it. Like, like he had to verbalize how he actually felt. It was the best, dude. Yeah, like, I love seeing that guy laugh, man. Yeah, he's a stoic. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. and we had a good time, man. It was cool having that, like, uh, you know, team building kind of moment. Yeah, and uh, I kept hassling um, Neil, Derek's buddy. I always call him Derek's buddy because he doesn't train with the seal either, like once. You know? Yeah. So I kept saying like, I was like, yeah, the boys and Neil, <laughs> you know. And I kept saying shit like that, <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, I just mess with you, man. I don't know what is. I, if I had his phone number, he was very a good sport. If I had his phone number, I'd text him and be like. You're a great sport, man. Like I, you know, I hope you, I hope you can get whatever you have in life figured out so you can come train with us. Yeah, he fit right in. Yeah, he did for sure. Yeah. I feel like a lot of those guys. I mean, those guys are just—they're no different than us. You know, they like to get after it. They just have more important shit. You know, they're stuck in jobs that are actually take a lot of dedication and time. And you're you're owned by the government, so you have to do that. For shit. sure, you yeah. can't call in sick whenever you you know I got I know. COVID again. Yeah, that's what's wild. Yeah, man. they're like. <laughs> You got back. You'll get another vaccine. You'll get a booster. Don't worry. Coming to work. That's wild, dude. Yeah, when when they talk about their job and like the twenty foot waves. Yeah, of course we're talking about Derek and Neil, who are uh, Coast Guard guys that that rescue folks out of the crazy. Beautiful Newport, Oregon is Coast Guard City, USA. So is it really? I think so. Wow, the friendliest. That's what it says. <laughs> yeah, it does. Welcome to Newport, the friendliest. Yeah, Coast Guard City, USA. I didn't know that. I always, I know it says the friendliest. Yeah, I know that uh, Walport is where the forest meets the sea. Yep. And uh, I remember making a sweet meme one time. You know the meme where it's from the Predator when Arnold Schwarzenegger and the uh, uh, God, I forget his name, Apollo Creed. Okay. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Big black dude. Yeah, they clap hands and it's like bang like that. Yep. And I put Walport over the hands and then Forest and C on the arms. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's, that's a choice. That's really I funny. wish so badly that like I wish that cities had like stupid comedy writing to make shit better because that'd be great. Yeah. If I was on like the Walport community whatever development. Yeah. Yeah, we could use you to be honest. Yeah, it'd be nice. We need to bring in some. We need to revitalize that. City Hall, man, yeah. with some young talents in there and some nice. young ideas. Yep, it's but. hard to do things in a town that's kind of locked into the the old ways. But yeah, it's weird. You know, it's it weird. Is. I'm an, also an outsider. Yeah, I mean, still, I don't know, you're fitting in just fine. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm here. I've, I'm four years deep. Yeah, you know, so these guys that have been here for four generations, I get it. They want shit their way. Yeah. So I get it. But the community is also. Whether the old timers like it or not, the old names in the community, the probably there's probably if it's like my town, yeah, in Upper Michigan, there's probably five to ten names of people that have been here since Newport was yeah, they're the forever. business owners and yeah, the, the they own probably an insurance the, company, uh, uh, some yeah, yeah, and we uh, have those people, yeah, for sure, yeah, and so I get it, I get it. They, but they also need to realize that people are going to come here whether they like it or not. And yeah. so uh, support the community. Support the things that made Newport the unique town that it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Don't change any of that stuff. But also adapt a little bit and, and make maybe resources available 
or or not just be so bureaucratic. That's the bummer, right? Yeah. Because like as people do try to come here and try to start their lives here and be the first generation and and maybe live their lives and make their make a, their second generation call yeah. this place home, um they should also be able to to make a business. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a, there's an interesting kind of thing with like my family specifically in Walport is there are like those you know those core families, right, that have been here forever. Uh, whenever we moved, like my folks moved from the East Coast to here, right? They visited here one time and my, both of my parents were like, this is the coolest place ever. You know, the beach is right there. You can find like agates and driftwood and there's animals everywhere. And it's like such a lush forest and it's an awesome place to live, you know? Yeah. So they moved here and uh, there was a lot of like, I would almost say like prejudice, you know, against our family. It's weird. Like, you know, like I was an outside kid that like happened to be like fairly athletic and my sister was, like, really good in, like, choir and, and drama, and she was, like, a really artistic person. But there was, like, this weird, like, I don't know. There was, like, a, there was like a, like, negative outlook on our family because, like, we didn't belong. Like, we're, like, outsider people. Yeah. And I just saw my dad this last Tuesday, and he said that about me playing baseball, was he was, like, they didn't like us. That was an interesting thing for him to say because, like, although it was very good, like, I didn't have... Like, I, I was denied the ability to play on the high school team when I was in eighth grade, but another kid was able to go and practice with them because mm. he's one of the families around here. Wow. And I asked the coach, like, how cool is that, man? Like, as a as a young kid, if I saw a young kid that was like, it, even if it was in jiu-jitsu class, right? Like, young Mikey. Mikey's like, hey, man, I just want to get more reps in. Can I train with adults class? His dad comes in. They're both advocating for him. So what's Mikey do now? He trains with adults class. Yeah. Because Mikey wants to get better, and we can see that. Yeah. So to have the initiative, as my dad wasn't there, I walked up to the coach and was like, hey, like I was playing like catch in the parking lot with my buddy just to watch the high schoolers play just to see what was going on. Mm. I was like, hey, is there a chance I could just come and like practice with you guys? You guys yeah. have a longer season? And they were like, no, we don't have room for you. That wouldn't be, we couldn't do it. And I saw my buddy doing it. I was like, oh, that's shitty. That's, yeah, that sucks. But so anyhow, what was <clears throat> kind of like what happened with that though was like, so we'd done that for like, you know, 10 years or whatever through our schooling. But then my little sister came around. So we're talking 10 years later when my parents are now like kind of in the community and they've mm -hmm. seen the kids play sports. And my little sister, Abigail, was like widely accepted. Mm. So it's kind of nice to see. That she like, was a local. She, you, she had already, right. the name has already been out there enough yeah. for people to recognize it. Right. Because yeah. when I'm out there playing sports. Or my sister's at the, you know, drama club, and, and we're all going as, like, a family, and they see our family the more and more. They see Abigail. You know, they see me carrying my little sister around at two years old. They see, you know, her clapping in the audience for my sister on stage. Like, sure. they grew up with this kid. Yeah. So now she's a substitute teacher here. Hmm. That's pretty cool, you know? And she's she teaches specifically kids with disabilities. Oh, wow. Which that's is a, a, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a wild thing to eat into, but uh, you know, it's it's a pretty uh, it's a admirable thing, man. I mean, For sure. But it's cool that like I feel like maybe maybe if if my sister and I kind of had to jump on that initial grenade and take the brunt of it, she was able to be like, you know, she was able to like make it through. Yeah. You know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, I I don't mind like having paved the way for her to have success. Yeah, kind of that you're kind of the underdog. And yeah, you brought her up. Yeah, sure. I get it. No, I get that yeah. totally. Yeah, small towns are funny. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be there for a little while, I think, and that's my experience too in a small town. And I always kind of felt like the outside kid. 
because I had uh, I was always going back and forth in between two pound two towns, my mom's town and my dad's town. Yeah. So I never really felt like I belonged to either town because mm-hmm. I was always and I don't know if I was ever really accepted as being from either town either. You know. Yeah. I like I was a kid with no with no hometown. And when I when I tell stories of back home growing up, like I have two different towns and two different sets of friends yeah. of crazy shit that I, I mean both both towns both sets of friends yeah. lots of fun yeah. you know but uh, did those friends did your friend groups ever mingle for uh, yeah I think that there was slight overlap okay. um and, and more so once we got into college and stuff and people knew each other and then i was like oh yeah you guys you know yeah that's cool yeah but uh there was there was some times where like one of my buddies would come from the other town to that town Mm -hmm. and and vice versa how far was the town two Uh, hours apart oh wow that's a i mean holy hell pretty far i remember even feeling like i didn't know the kids from newport yeah like vaughn vaughn grew up in toledo and and vaughn's like two years older than me i never even heard of him Mm. he's like dude i don't know like we were like what? Yeah. Like, how do we grow up 40 minutes apart? Yeah. Two hours apart, it's a way different. It's, right? it's completely different worlds. That's here to Salem. Yeah. It's, it's, to, I mean, one of them is a coastal town, coast of Lake Superior. Okay. And then the other one is just on the border of Michigan and Wisconsin. Wow. It's separated by a river, the Menominee River. Which one had tougher kids? Uh, Can you, is it, is it pretty comparable or is there, is there a clear... No, just, I think, I think Kingsford because it was bigger. Uh, it was it was like thirty times bigger. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah, I mean, I, also I, really would be like Walport to to a, to someplace. Yeah, one one town, Munising, small town on the on the lake shore, uh, two thousand people probably max. Okay, and then uh, Kingsford, I'm guessing, no clue, twenty five thirty thousand. Oh, okay, yeah. So no, no so notice, and then and then big. and then Kingsford was right next to Iron Mountain and Norway. And so the, all of these towns, yeah. it was just like, it was like Newport to Depot Bay to Toledo to Seal Rock. Like towns just separated by just enough dif- distance to yeah, be, right. right? Versus, uh, yeah, that versus Munising was, there was no other towns within like 45 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No real, real towns, yeah. yeah. So we had one blinking, <laughs> blinking yellow light in town growing up. Really? Yep. Wow. Yeah, and it was just a yield. Just to let you know. You didn't <laughs> yeah. have to stop there. It was, slow down. Yeah, you get slow down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. That's funny. And now they got roundabouts and stop lights and shit everywhere. And the town has really kind of probably doubled in size at this point. Really? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people probably... I mean, it sounds like a really beautiful place. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah. It's great. But then five, four months out of the year, I mean, it's it's snowstorm. Yeah. It's like here with rain, just snow. That's brutal. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking shoveling snow. There's there's where all the power came from. Shoveling snow. Yeah. 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 You didn't have, what's a snow blower do? Is it like a leaf blower? Uh, no, a snow blower will like, has like, like, uh, like a blade that kind of spins around like that and then it just shoots it out the side. So you just go and it shoots up that snow and blows it out. Did you ever have one of those? So here's the thing. No, (laughs) no. Yeah. (laughs) We, I had two brothers. And me. Oh, there it is. And, uh, <laughs> and, and yeah, and that was that we were the snowblowers. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you could even we did get a snowblower later on, and then uh, and like my stepdad, he was he always shoveled too, you know, okay. of course. But um, we couldn't even get to where you get the snowblower. You would have to shovel to even like get to the garage to oh. open the garage door to like snowblow r- out the garage. Like your the garage door opens, there's like 
two, three feet of snow. Yeah. And like you're, you're having to shovel away from the door. Otherwise that just snow just comes yeah. in the garage. So you got to get the, and then you get enough to where you get the snow blower out and going and man. it's a whole thing, man. Yeah. Ice and snow is, it's, it's I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd rather, it makes rain for a week at a time seem not so bad. Yeah. When you grew up in a snowstorm. Rain doesn't collect. That's what's nice. Like, unless it's, like, a lot, and then it might flood a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of gray and windy here on the coast, yeah. but it's every... Yeah. There's a lot of weather up there, too. Yeah. Same kind of saying, too, I think, is, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, and it'll change. Yeah. Right? Don't they say that about yeah. the... Could you ever hear that? I hear that's that what they hear on... Yeah, Lake Superior, same thing. Immediately, that's, like, that's like the only thing that I talk about at work with, like, housekeepers as we're passing. I'm like, how about this weather? Because I don't know what to say. Yeah. Because they know... I, I <laughs> Also, the language barrier, probably. It's, yeah, because I'm like, I, I know that, like... I'm like, okay, there's Alejandra. I know that she knows what the weather is. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, it's beautiful out. And she's soul. like, yeah. Soul. Yeah, she goes, Mucho soul. soul. Yeah. And she goes, wow. Then she thinks... that My problem is, I never speak Spanish to the Spanish-speaking folks. Because I don't want them to think that I know Spanish. It's, a, it's something that I have because I'm like, if they think that I know some Spanish, but I guess it's the same thing. Like people that speak like minimal amounts of English. Seems like a good opportunity to get good at Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, who cares if you're the, if you're, if you're the broken English, terrible Spanish guy to them, they probably think that's a lot cooler than the no English guy. I'm trying. For sure. Yeah. It'd be like if you have a, how many Spanish, Mexican people don't speak any English, but then the one that does, yeah. you like that guy more. Sure. Because he can speak 15 words, but he yeah. does actually try to speak those words. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We have, yeah, two guys. I just, they, they speak English real well. Except that people can't pronounce my name, specifically people from Mexico that speak Spanish. Gabriel. They huh. say Gavi. Oh. They say Gav. They oh. can't say Gabe. They say Gav or Gabe. Oh. Yeah. So on the radio, he calls me Gabby or Gavi. Okay. And I'm like, hey, man. And I don't care. Yeah, you know, sure. Fine. That's like, fine. Yeah, he's still yeah. my buddy. So I'm like, yeah, hey, man. You know, it's wild. I don't know why it is. The V, the B, I don't know. But uh, all I know is I couldn't do a good uh, Latino accent before I started working. Yeah. Now you got a pretty good one. Boys a chameleon. <laughs> so I can. So it only takes a little bit of time. It only takes a little bit of time. But there are certain people, like yourself included, where you don't have like a, you don't have an accent enough, or you don't talk with a specific. There's not like a cadence. You just kind of flow when you talk. Like I don't feel like I'd be an easy person to impersonate. So I feel like I'm always kind of all over the place when I talk. Okay. Yeah. You're probably the same. Yeah. Like so, it's hard to be like, you know. There's not like a... Do I say things enough to where... I probably do. You could probably come... Like, it'd probably be a gym-related thing. I mean, yeah. Like, I remember one time I was teaching a move, and I said, uh, and it would behoove you. And then I looked at you, and you were like, hey, come up with your own shit. <laughs> <laughs> behoove me. I remember yeah. basic training. My basic training guy, the drill instructor. Is said that where me. you got it? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Sergeant Hendricks. Really? Yep. Wow. Yep. Hen Sergeant Hendricks behoovestall. <laughs> Hey, look at that. There was the one thing. I, I, I remember when you would talk about bicepping capsizers, I'd say, yeah, um, it's like a like a door. These are the hinges. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's one. And it's very funny because uh, I remember whenever you break that down to the class, it's funny because like I'm always looking for people like, you get, you know, like, you know, you know, but nobody's like, nobody's ever here. <laughs> like, fuck, man, show up. 
<laughs> drives me nuts. We've been having a lot of new people coming in. I like that. Yeah, we have two Jessies now. Yeah. Yeah. We have. Uh, they're both big guys, so it's not really like a big Jesse. I hit up John, by the way. Big John. Yep. And I said, hey, it was good to see you, but we all miss you. Yeah. And he's like, I'll be in tonight. Oh, good. It's like, fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to, to always do jujitsu and train and stuff, especially if you have a life like a job where you're doing construction or something that's it's hard. physical. He works hard. Yeah, yeah manual sure. labor and then going to do manual labor for fun. Mm-hmm. That's a big ask. Yeah, and you can tell that he's still working hard because he didn't get back up to the size he was. Yeah, he still looks strong. He still looks yeah, strong. good, yeah, good. But it was nice because like when we gave him, like we saw him and we gave him hugs and shit. It was like, this is our guy. Like, where are you at? You bring it in, you old son of a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he guys. feels loved enough to... It's not... I don't think it's the community that's keeping him from being there. It's just life, just you know? work. Work, yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, it's not... Yeah. It's... Some people, you know, they're not there and, and, uh, and you, you know that it's not all work. Yeah, I, you know, there's some sure. time where you just said, I'm not going to the gym tonight because I'd rather uh, yeah, watch TV. That's the thing. I think too many people, uh, and this just goes for like any gym, not just ours, but too many people are looking for excuses to not go. Ah, oh, I feel a little bit tired today. I'm tired every day, dude. I'm tired right now. How about that? Yeah, but dude, that's, if I'm having to convince you to go, if, <laughs> if I'm having to convince you to go, then, uh, then either I haven't been able to sell it to you enough to where you found some passion for it or, or you know yeah. because maybe you won't have a passion for it in the beginning that i did i yeah. i, 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 I thought know. it was so much fun right away yeah of so course i mean yeah. for me it was it was always part of my my training was yeah. wrestling and grappling and, and jujitsu and fighting and and so that's for me that's always i could go into any martial arts <laughs> that spars <laughs> Yeah. You know, I'm not talking just chop in the air. That shit's not for me. I can tell right. you that. But if if you want, if I went to a Taekwondo school and they're like, all right, let's practice the spin kicks and then set it up like a leg sweep spin kick, something like that. Mm-hmm. Shit, I can get into that, dude. Sure. Yeah. Even if I have no experience in that, just that's the kind of guy that I am. Yeah. But uh, if somebody, if if you're somebody that goes into a jiu-jitsu gym and and maybe you signed up and you were there for four or five classes and. Now you're thinking, shit, dude, I'm always sore when I leave jujitsu. Maybe it's not for me. I'm not very good at trying to convince you that it is for you. I think you have to look inside of yourself and, and make it. But I think that's where, like, you as a person, if you come into the gym and you make just enough connections, it's not always just on you. It's on me, too. Sure. And it's on... The whole team, really. Jameis, and yeah. it's on Henry, and it's on Ricks, and Bender, and Beyonce. Like, hey, where you been? You know, it's cool having you around. You know, like, and a lot of times, you know, even like, even like Jesse, right? New Jesse comes in every day of the week. He's always like the first guy here. Mm -hmm. I like that. Me too. That's really cool because when even now in like a month of him training, he wrestled before, you know, but like, I'm like, we, we just rolled twice. We rolled twice on Friday and, uh, already told him like, I know something that'll make you immediately better. You're already feeling good in positions, Mm -hmm. but pin escapes. Just needs to work on his pin escapes. Yeah, because once he doesn't, once you can't pin that guy down, that's a problem. He's in, yeah, because he's a big, strong guy, and he's getting stronger, and he's getting leaner. Yep, like better at moving. I love it. Dude. I, I just the other day he he texts me all the time, man, and I love it when yeah. he does because he's always asking questions. And sometimes it's like such a white belt shit, but whatever, you yeah. know, good. Yeah. Uh, but to have him, he's already signed up for Grappling X. He's already yeah. signed up for the World Series of Jiu Jitsu. Mm-hmm. Like. He, he's asking me things all yeah. the time. He's showing me how interested he is. 
And uh, it's just great. It's great to have that sort of new young enthusiasm in sure. the room. Yeah. And that's the kind of shit that's gonna that's gonna be contagious it's for a, other yeah, people. Yeah, it's infectious for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he hit me up and asked me about those competitions as well, which is cool because I didn't even know. Like he's like, here he is, and I told him like, absolutely, dude, for sure. But I told him I was like, dude, win, lose, draw, like like especially at white belt, you know. And this is for other people that maybe are just thinking about competing or haven't competed before. When it's your first competition, you're going out with growth mindset, a hundred percent. You can't go out to be like. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking Gordon Ryan. Yeah. Try to be Gordon Ryan. Try to be Gordon Ryan. Train to be Gordon Ryan. But fucking win, lose, or draw. Because that's what happened to me. Yeah. When I went out there, I got smoked twice. That sucked. Second one, I didn't get smoked, all right? But I got tired. Smoked here. Smoked here. Tired. Yeah. Like a cardio tap, basically. Like, I was just like, oh, he has my arm. It sucked. Never again. (laughs) Never again. Yeah. You got to use those losses to grow. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Boy, it's getting dark out. Hey, is that storm coming in? It's getting chilly. It's supposed to snow tonight. Oh, boy. Well, should we wrap up 85? Yeah, let's wrap up 85. All right, buddy. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, friends.